Hey, InterVarsity alumni. This is After Four, your podcast for navigating life after graduation. This is both an exciting and potentially tricky transition that you're making, and you might feel a little unsure about the coming weeks and months. We're here to provide you with expert advice, practical skills, and plenty of encouragement as you learn how to keep saying yes to Jesus in your new context. This is After Four, and this podcast is for you, alumni. What's up, alumni? Welcome to After Four, your podcast for navigating life after graduation. I'm your host and guide, John Steele. This week, we're wrapping up a topic within a topic. Since January, we've been discussing the relational transitions that come along with graduation. And for the last two weeks in particular, we've been looking at our relationship with parents. Joe Thackwell helped us explore our relationship with parents if we're moving back home after graduation. And now this week, we're looking at the other end of that spectrum, developing a healthy relationship with our parents when we move away, whether that's immediately after graduation or after some time of living at home together. I'm really excited for our guest this week. He's an expert in emerging adulthood, in parent-child relationships, and in the decade of your 20s, and he's going to help us navigate some of the challenges that could come along with relating to parents after moving away from home. This week, we're joined by Dr. Stephen Argue, professor at Fuller Theological Seminary, Applied Research Strategy at Fuller Youth Institute and co-author of the book, Growing With, Every Parent's Guide to Helping Teenagers and Young Adults Thrive in Their Faith, Family, and Future. He has some fantastic insights for us, and I am really excited for us to have a chance to sit and learn from him together. Here's Steve, and this one's for you, alumni. Steve, welcome to the After Four podcast. John, so good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And uh, so we're, we're talking about relational transition with our young alumni in their first year after graduation. But we'll dive into that in just a little bit uh, more thoroughly. First, I'm going to do to you what oftentimes throws many of my guests for a loop, which is to ask you to introduce yourself. <laughs> uh, Steve, you know yourself better than I do. Certainly just tell hit, hit some highlights for us. Help us to get to know you before we jump in together. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve. I live in Southern California in Pasadena. I work at Fuller Theological Seminary. I'm a professor of youth, family, and culture. Uh, I am also uh, work with the Fuller Youth Institute, and we, uh, we do a lot of different research, hoping to turn that into resources to help people. And I study uh, my passion is to study emerging adulthood, which is really mm. the the third decade of life, the twenties. Um, that's where I spend a lot of my time um, thinking about those experiences. And so, uh, I love what I do. Um, I love my students, um, and uh, you know, it's a it's a gift uh, to say that you love what you do. Um, yes. and I'm really, really grateful for that. Um, I have a family, uh, married my wife, Jen, I have three daughters and a son-in-law. So they're all in their twenties right now themselves. Uh, and I am a runner and, uh, for all you Ivy people, um, my undergrad was at the university of Wisconsin, which is like Mecca for Ivy, I think. So, um, oh, yes. Wisconsin go Badgers. <laughs> Just need to throw that in there. Uh, for those of you that are like, boo, Wisconsin, <laughs> I'm also a Michigan state grad. So how about we just say big 10? Let's go big 10. So there we go. There we go. That's awesome. That's awesome. That hits <laughs> a lot of our highlights here. Uh, as, as you mentioned, Steve, you work with the Fuller Youth Institute. That's one yeah. of the things that you do. And it's been, it's been out for a few years now, but I know that one of the pieces 
pieces that you've worked on that I think could have particular relevance to our audience and to their parents is is the book uh, Growing With. Could yeah. you just could you just touch on Growing With for us for a moment? Yeah. Um, thanks. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, we, uh, my colleague Kara Powell and I um, uh, love uh, working uh, with her and the FYI team. Uh, Kara and I co-wrote uh, that book. And this is a book that um, we wrote to parents of parents of teenagers and uh, of young adults. Really um, working with this idea that, you know, relationships change. Um, and, uh, as we go through particular transitions, as you've been talking <laughs> yes. about in this podcast, and we need to uh, pay attention to that. What's really, really cool. Uh, and this is not a, um, a commercial, but I'll say it anyway. And you, you all, your listeners can do what they want with it. Great. We not only wrote this book for, um, uh, for teenagers and young adults, but then we had a bunch of young adults read the book because we mm. didn't want to do them a disservice before we pass this off to to parents. And you know, we didn't want young adults coming back to us saying, "What did you tell those parents?" Um, and the great <laughs> news is, we got some great response uh, from um, young adults. And I mean, there there was one in particular that said, "I just broke down in tears because I felt like this was a um, a piece that gave the possibility of me having better conversations with uh, with uh, my parents." So uh, again, that's not a commercial, but if you're like, what can I get my parents? I don't know where to begin. Um, maybe, uh, maybe this book might uh, help you in some way. And if it does great. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. But, um, I just wanted to share that with you. That's awesome. I, I love that. I, uh, but just to sort of set the scene, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about moving in with parents after graduation and navigating that version of the evolving relationship with your parents. This week, you and I are talking more about relationship with parents, but from a distance perspective, sort of a longer distance. And we're going to look at how do we relate to our parents and, and how do we balance dependence and independence from a distance? And so my hope is that the work that you've done will help provide a, a really unique perspective on some of these things and, and the places where you've gotten to interact with parents. You can you can sort of flip the script on that for us and translate back to our young alumni, uh, maybe some of the, the ways that will be helpful for them as they continue thinking about engaging with their parents. So that's some of where I'm hoping that we can go together today. I think that's great. Um, I uh, listened to some of the previous podcasts and you got a chance to interact with my buddy, Joe Thackwell, and yes. that is a great conversation. So um, I'm glad to be able to add to that and where that's going. And, you know, <laughs> awesome. um, John, maybe the other thing I would say as well is, you know, sometimes when I talk with like parents, uh, parents will say to me, well, are you talking with young adults? And I'll talk to young adults and they'd be like, are you talking with parents about this? Uh, and so uh, maybe what you and I can say is like, hey, we're talking right now, young adults, uh, with all of you, but we got your back. We're we're mm. trying to talk with uh, your parents as well because it takes two to tango. Um, this isn't yes. about um, you making all these adjustments and changes. Um, there's something that uh, we have to give and take with all our relationships. But I think what we're trying to hard is trying hard to do is uh, encourage every party to take a step a little bit closer to uh, the relationships that are important to them. And um, so I'm really glad to contribute to that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Well, so the first thing that I want to ask you, Steve, is kind of a big picture question. As students move into life after graduation, as they move out on their own, maybe even further away from home than what they've done in the past while they were in school, how would you invite 
young alumni to think about their parents in this phase of life? Uh, you know, what shifts do they need to start making or what shifts start coming naturally that they can be prepared for that might alter the way that they think about and interact with their parents? Yeah, great question. And um, I'm going to uh, answer your big question with a bigger answer and then try to okay. come back to that. So <laughs> awesome. you know, one of the things that I, I think I've really appreciated about your podcast is you have been holding the space of of transition. And two, two things that are really important in transition are this. First of all, um, sometimes um, transitions happen to young adults, like an experience or an event, uh, good or bad. And, uh, and you all listeners are forced to negotiate and, and work with that, uh, transition. Uh, and then there's another part of transition though, where you evoke the transition, you graduate, congratulations, you take a job that you feel is right. You, um, get serious about a relationship or you, um, you, you take steps that put yourself in these spaces of a transition. And, um, and so I think this concept of transition is, it's not about it being good or bad. It's about a space that I think is quite liminal. And, and this, I think sometimes is why transition is so scary because, um, this is a liminal space where young adults need the most help. I don't know what I'm supposed to pick up. I don't know what questions I'm supposed to ask. I don't really know what the future looks like. I know what the past looks like. I know how I got here. I don't really know how I'm moving forward. And so, um, sometimes this can be the most, um, we're finding as we talk with young adults, some of the most vulnerable spaces uh, that they're in. So if it, if it feels heavy, if it feels confusing, if it feels exhausting, it's because it is. Yes. Uh, it, it, and, um, and the, the answer isn't to back off. The, the answer is you, you actually have to, to lean in to it. And hopefully you lean in with people that are willing to be there with you. And which, this is why I think your podcast, uh, John, is, is so crucial, is that you're mm. sort of normalizing the reality that, that we're in. And, um, and I, I hope that that can um, be uh, proven helpful. Now, here, I'm getting closer to answering your question. You're, I could tell I'm like I'm a professor great. and a preacher. Together, it's just a terrible, <laughs> it's a terrible combo. So with that in mind, as we do think about um, uh, this idea of, of, of our relationship with the parents, I think what's interesting is this, is um, as we get older, um, as you move into sort of taking uh, ownership of your life and the agency that comes with that, you, you, I think transitions bring about this time of, of choice. Um, mm. We find, especially in relationships, not just with parents, but in even in friendships and everything else, I'm beginning to curate the, the relationships that I have. And I'm asking questions like, well, who do I want to invest in? Who do I want to invest in less? <laughs> Um, what 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 relationships do I want to cultivate? In which ones do I want to actually place some boundaries up on? Because I am thinking about my life and about what's important to me and what's healthy for me um, as I move in in that direction. And I think this is true with our parent with parents as well. I'm I, I'm asking myself what kind of relationship. I want with my parents. When you're younger, it's just a relationship, right? It's just kind of a given. It's just sort of there, generally speaking. I mean, there's always unique situations. Yes, but I certainly. think as we kind of move beyond uh, college, where we have even less dependence on our parents, we have to sort of ask ourselves that question, like, well, what kind of relationship do I want with my mom or my dad or my stepmom or my stepdad or even my grandparents? Like, how um, 
do I think about that? And so, you know, I think this is where we have to do more than go with the flow. When we get to this, um, this transitional piece, we start to have to ask ourselves, well, what, what kind of relationship do I want? And when I begin to answer that, I think that begins to dictate the actions that I have. But I do think an honest question about the type of relationship you want to have with your parents is really, really crucial. Um, so I'm going to take a breath there because I just said a lot. How's that? <laughs> That's great. I, I, I think that that is so helpful because even, I mean, that idea can be surprising, I think, because we have grown, as you said, we've grown up just sort of in some sort of a relationship with our parent or guardian or, or both, depending on our circumstances. And it was, it was mostly kind of the ball was kind of in their court as far as developing the relationship. And we were kind of along for the ride. Yeah. And now to be in a space where we say, Oh, I, I have a lot more agency in determining yeah. like, do I want more or less? Do I want more openness? Do I want a little more boundary set up here? Uh, that is a really interesting idea of like, this is, one of the changes you can anticipate in relationships and the way that you think about your parents is the fact that you have a new level of agency to yeah. decide what kind of a relationship do I want. And as much as within your control, because they also play a role in this back to you, uh, you can make some decisions in, okay, I, I would like to have the kind of relationship where I sit down and have a cup of coffee with a parent or where we, you know, we engage in some sort of hobby together. We have a, a monthly phone call that we do, whatever it might be. Right. And to say like, I have ownership in making that happen and that's where I want to go. So I'm going to pursue that and I'm going to communicate that desire because I have the ability to do that in a way that I didn't when I was much younger. That, that makes so much sense to me. I, so then, I mean, as we think about so, like just some of the, there, there are so many experiences that people will have as they move off on their own and relate back to family. Uh, and for me, as I, I'm building some of this off of my own experiences of moving far away from home and like, man, I wish I, I wish I had known to ask this question. So here's one of them that comes up to me as I think about my own experience with this. And that was wrestling with some of the felt relational losses. Here we are talking about pursuing relationship, but that there's a sense of loss as well, that yeah. I'm missing birthday gatherings that I wouldn't have missed before, or some of the smaller holidays that I just, we don't have time to make it back for. Maybe a family member gets sick and I'm not there to help, or even just the, the day-to-day random stuff, the conversations that you would share about work or school as you're crossing paths in the kitchen, that those things aren't happening. And sometimes you can feel kind of on the outside of your family in the those in those minute day-to-day relationship ways. What what do we do about that? Like how do we navigate that reality and the feelings that come along with them? Yeah, um, I love that. So, you know, I, I my guess would be that um a lot of uh you all graduates out there have already tasted that a little bit, right? Perhaps the college that you're at, um, you're already sort of missing the rhythms of um, of, of the everyday. And I, and I think part of us, uh, of a, maybe a good way to think about it is I think in every choice that we make, uh, in our lives, um, there are always going to be, uh, uh, consequences, right. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, just, just a ripple effect of the choices that we make. And, um, I think especially as we move beyond, um, college graduation, I, I think there's, uh, there is a celebrating mm. and there's a grieving, Okay. Maybe, I don't know about all of you. This is maybe more like I'm talking about myself, but I, my guess is uh, maybe some of you have this experience. Like, like when you're looking for the job and you have like more than one option, it's kind of exciting. Like, oh my gosh, look at all these different options. And then you finally pick one and you're excited, 
but you're also kind of sad. Mm. Why? Well, because a, a yes in one direction means a no in, in another direction. We don't live in a world where we can we can do it all. This is also a problem I think that uh, a lot of young adults lament is that you've been told oftentimes that you can, uh, you can be anything you want to be. And sometimes that's been translated as you can be everything you want to be. Mm. And so you can keep adding things to your life. And we just know uh, theologically um, that we are finite beings. Right? We have limitations. And so a yes to something means a no to something else. And so there's a grieving. And so um, hmm. do you grieve that you can't be and show up the same ways that you did before? Yes. Are, are you excited about where you are? Yes. So like a, a grieving and a celebrating can be held in the same place and that's okay. And I think an honesty with our feelings about that, I think can go a long way. Um, and, um, and maybe expressing them as well. Like, uh, you know, I wish I could be there, but I can't, you know, and yeah. I think that forces us then in some ways to reimagine what does it mean for us to show up for, um, uh, for our families and for our parents. I think this can be especially powerful, um, for young adults, um, uh, who feel a distance from their family of origin, especially for certain cultural backgrounds, family togetherness mm. and collective responsibility is really, really important. So um, even when one moves away, um, I may, you may, uh, as a listener, um, play a role in your family business or as a voice in the family, or you're responsible to your elders, and there's some deep, um, beautiful um, connections uh, with some of your families as well. But even within more of a collectivist sort of, say, family system, there's still this um, negotiating that happens uh, with the individual of asking oneself, how do I show up in my family? What is my role in this space as um, as I'm now a graduate, um, and I have new responsibilities, and in some ways I have a new voice within um, the community as well. So there's this negotiating that I think happens as I uh, think about what it means for me to show up relationally, physically, um, with decisions in the family, and all and all that comes with that. And so I, I think this renegotiation becomes really, really crucial and really, really important. I'd say the other thing is this, and I, this is again where I talk with a lot of parents, is that, uh, and we really, this is sort of a, the baseline of, of the book Growing With, is like, you're changing, graduate, but your parents are changing as well. Like yeah. they're getting older, they're going through their own stuff, like their bodies are changing, their world is changing. So think about that for a second. You're changing, they're changing, the relationship is changing. It has to. It doesn't stay the same. So what this what this means then, and this is the title of the book, like growing with your parents is like a is like a dynamic unfolding in your relationship mm. with them. It's not a static thing that always is. It doesn't mean you don't have history. It doesn't mean you have things to draw from, um, but it's changing. And so I think the other thing maybe to keep in mind uh, as you make these changes, as you're navigating things is your parents are trying to figure it out too. Like with my kids, I'm like, like, what does it mean for me to be uh, a parent to my kids who one lives close and you know the other three live live far away, right? Um, how do I show up for them um, as a dad, um, as a father-in-law, as uh, uh, all that? And so I'm trying to figure it out as much as, as on the parent side as, say, on the on the young adult side as well. And so I, I think there's a, an element of grace we have to extend to each other, that this is sort of a new space that we're all stepping into. And if we can acknowledge that, I think it can open up conversation. And maybe we just put our assumptions on, on the table as well of like, what do we want? Like, again, I'm coming back to this 
question. Now we can ask it collectively. Like, what do we want this relationship to be? How, how do we want to stay connected with each other? What's going to work, et cetera. And so again, what we're doing is we're taking something that in the past has been assumed because, you know, we had a rhythm or we were closer to home or whatever. Now we have to be overt about like what these connections are going to look like based on the goals that we have about the kind of relationship we want to have. Yeah. As you're talking about both, both parties are going through transition at the same, like they're both experiencing these changes together. And it seems to me that if that can be recognized and acknowledged, it opens up the opportunity for a really great compassionate partnership in this process together to not just because there are times that, you know, I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have had words for this at the time, but now I can look back and say, I think that I probably was living into the idea that my parents just understood how all of this went and it was sort of just happening to me and they were like cheering me on as I was figuring it out. But they, you know, they have all the answers and I'm just trying to figure out the answers and they're feeding me information here and there, but that it's, but not really realizing that like, wow, no, things are different for my parents too than they were a few years ago than they were just a few months ago. And what does it look like for us to acknowledge that together and, and partner? in that change. Yeah. Uh, Steve, one of the other things that I want to ask you about is sort of this uh, grow and we've, we've, I think we've walked around to this a little bit already, but uh, I'm just going to put the words dependence and independence out there. And we have, we have all of these experiences that when we were at home, we maybe watched our parents do it, or they were right there to jump in with us as we were experiencing things. But I mean, I remember, you know, issues with finding insurance on my own, selling a car for the first time, deciding if I should find a different church, uh, figuring out how to cook, like things across the spectrum as far as like seriousness or whatever, how much impact it has on me directly. And, And so how do I strike a balance when I'm at a distance of sort of forging ahead on my own and figuring this out versus inviting my parents in to that process with me? What what kind of recommendations would you have on something like that? Yeah, I think that young adults wrestle with this a lot because I think there is a there's a part of young adults that want to be completely independent. Like they don't want to ask for help at all because they they think that that's what it means to be an adult, Mm. like to be completely independent. And unfortunately I think Western culture has sort of reinforced this, right? Like if I can depend on nobody, then I'm truly have made it in like the world. And you know, I don't think that that's theologically true, nor is it, I think healthy as a human being. I think the other side is uh, this idea of dependence where, um, you know, we can equate that sometimes of like, well, uh, you know, I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing or, you know, if I'm asking for help, sometimes my parents just know, and it's just easier to go to them and, and you have everything happening there. I I do think we know from psycho psychological studies as well, like there's dependence and then there's independence and then there's interdependence, right? Mm. This is where we find our agency within a relationship. And it's within that agency, that independence within the relationship that creates an interdependence that we begin to know when to ask, uh, for help and and where to go. And so maybe a, a real simple way to think about it is I think sometimes we can get into the habit um, as young adults, uh, young adults can get in the habit of just kind of picking up the phone every time there's, there's a problem, right? Like mom or dad, stepmom, stepdad become kind of like Google. Like, I don't know how to do this. Tell me what to do, right? It's the most efficient way to do it. I, I might encourage any of you online on this, on this podcast, if that's what you're doing to maybe ask yourself, 
is that necessary for you to like instinctually pick up the phone call? Sometimes I think that young adults do it because it's not about the information. It's just about the relationship. So mm. it gets very complicated really, really quickly. So I'm not saying it's necessarily bad, but I do think there is something about young adults learning how to negotiate uh, life skills that they need in their twenties as they, as they move forward. So maybe a way to think about it is uh, maybe before you jump to uh, just what uh, you're, you know, your parents' opinion, maybe it'd be interesting for you to do some legwork and come up with a couple of options. And then if you mm. want to go to them and ask for their advice, saying, here are the three things I'm looking at and here's why, can you reflect back to me? That type of thing can perhaps be helpful um, in, in moments like come in moments like that. Steve, we've talked about a, a number of practical things already, and I'm going to ask you two questions back to back here that are that will sound very similar. So the, we'll see where this goes. But the first one is, what is one practical step that you would give to a new grad uh, that they can take to start pursuing a healthy adult relationship with their parent that will most often be carried out at a distance? What's one practical step they can take today? Yeah. So, um, maybe I'll give you a couple of ways we can turn this. One is I, you know, I find, uh, and I'll, I'll, uh, speak this from a parent standpoint and something I appreciate is that, um, finding a book to read together and using that as a conversation piece, uh, is a great way, um, to, to just have conversations about something that you're both sort of investing in. So maybe, you know, a parent is interested in something or you're interested in something. I think uh, that can be great. And it could be a podcast too, or something like that. But I find that's just a great way to sort of nurture the relationship. And I think what's so great about that is it gets you beyond um, logistical topics in your conversations. Like, have you ever noticed like you're, conversations with your parents have been reduced to, uh, when are you going to be home? Uh, did you, you know, did you do this? So and such as birthdays coming up, don't forget to call them. I mean, those yeah. things are important, but that isn't really like, that's not going to grow your relationship. That's kind of like just maintaining the nuts and bolts, but to read something together, I think has opened up new, uh, pathways of interest and conversation that I've had with my own kids that has allowed us to reflect on our past, to think about the present and to talk about the, uh, the future. And, um, you know, I find that sometimes something like that can be really, really great. Uh, maybe a second thing would just be like, I, I think use tech to your advantage. Everybody's different in their capacities. Find out like what works for your parents. But I mean, so I don't think that connection with your parents always is like, I'm going to talk with you on the phone for two hours. We're going to have a deep conversation. It could literally be a text to them saying, Hey, I was thinking about you today and I'm praying for you. Or, you know, I mean, you know, uh, funny, uh, maybe some young adults and parents just like, like sending memes to each other. I mean, whatever you want to do. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I just think those type of things, uh, the subtext there is, Hey, I'm thinking of you today. I, I see you. Uh, life is crazy, but um, I, I still keep you in mind. I mean, that goes a long way with a parent. Um, and then I think it kind of erases sort of that cold call feel of like, I haven't talked to my parents in forever. And now I got to pick up the phone and this is just going to, this is going to be really, really hard. Um, and then I, I may just say one more thing. This one goes a little bit deeper. I don't think this is something that you're going to necessarily do right away. But, I, you know, I think that sometimes when we talk about parent young adult relationships, we just sort of assume that everything's all right. And I guess I want to say to you young adults out there, um, two things. One is uh, a lot of times it's not all right. 
Um, and what you need is not like new tips and tricks for conversation. What you need is forgiveness. You need like a mom or dad to say, I'm sorry, or maybe you need to say it to them. And, um, and there's no way in this podcast that I can tell you how to do that. But I guess I just want to acknowledge that sometimes there's a cavern of a relationship because of some deep hurt that's very, very real. And there's uh, maybe the first step is just being honest about that, which I think is really, really important. The second thing I want to say, and this is a little more encouraging, but it kind of ties into all this, is that we know from emerging adult, young adult research that the relationships that young adults have with their parents gets better in their 20s. So if you've had a decent relationship with your parents in your teen years or your college years, that's great. It's going to get, it can get better. And if you've had like a really rough go for, for multiple reasons, uh, the research seems to show, this isn't just sentiment, the research seems to show that there's some sort of healing that can happen and that the 20s is the place where you can sort of rekindle a better relationship um, with, a, with a parent. And I just want to leave that with all of you just with some hope. Like, you know, don't give up. I think, I think these relationships are worth it. Um, and I think you think they're worth it. Um, but it's not always easy. Um, but it gives me hope to know that um, that they can get better. And maybe that's just great news that some of your listeners really needed to hear today. I, I love that. I, and I think that you actually answered the next question that I was going to ask by giving that final piece right there. So I, well, I'm just going to leave it at that. I, I love that of, you know, maybe what you need is is healing and forgiveness and that there is a road to a, an even better relationship or an improved relationship from what you've known. That's really hopeful. I'm, I'm That makes me excited uh, for, for our listeners to get to hear that. That's been my experience. I have been really blessed to see the quality and I had a good relationship to begin with, uh, but to see the quality and the depth of relationship that I get to have with my parents, even at a, what I would consider a significant distance, uh, that it has mm. continued to grow over the last, you know, 14, 15, 20 years. And that's been really awesome. Um, I love that. Gosh, we've, we've touched on this a little bit, but Steve, what are final resources that you have on hand or something, something that you can, other places that you can point people to that you say, like, if you want to take deeper steps into pursuing this part of your relational transition, here's some things that you can look at to keep growing in those ways. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I would say is if you go to followyouthinstitute.org, we've got a blog. It's free. We've got podcasts. They're free. There's just some great things for you to tap into um, the, pertaining to what it means to be a young adult and what it means to even re- relate with your parents. And so if you find that helpful, I would encourage you um, to go there. If you are interested in the book, you can go to growingwithbook.com. We've got a bunch of other stuff there um, available. I, I do have a book called Young Adult Ministry Now. You can do youngadultministrynow.com, and um, that's more of a ministry focus, but there's a lot of really great things in there about just young adulthood that would be great for you. And then Stephen Argue with a V um, on most social media uh, is another great way to go. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just um, – I'm really, really excited um, for all of you young adults um, as you step into this new space. Um, uh, we are uh, very interested, uh, in, at least in my little part of the world, of supporting you and, and, and encouraging you. And, um, and you've got a great friend 
uh, in John Steele, who's giving voice to a really, mm. really important um, space. And so I hope you are courageous and lean into this because it matters and you matter. Mm. Thanks so much, Steve. I appreciate this. I appreciate your time, your investment in in emerging adults and people in their 20s in general, and specifically for you leaning in here with, with InterVarsity alumni. Thanks so much for your time and your wisdom and, and just super practical, helpful stuff as we continue to think about relating to parents after graduation. So thanks a lot, Steve. I appreciate it. So fun, John. Thanks. One thing Steve said today that really resonates with me is the reminder that your parents are changing and learning during this process too. It's actually really similar to some of the advice Joe gave us last week, but honestly, what kind of impact might it have if you remember that your parents are making adjustments right along with you in this process? As you figure out the nuts and bolts of navigating a relationship together at a distance, how might it reinforce your grace and compassion for one another if you keep that reality in mind. You're in this together. Maintain regular communication. Voice the real emotional experiences that you're having. And seek and offer forgiveness and healing wherever it's necessary. And remember that no matter what your relationship with your parents has been like in the past, there is a really great chance that you can experience an improved version of that over the coming years. Steve, thanks so much for all of your practical help and for the massive amount of hope and encouragement that you've offered today. I'm so grateful for your time and investment. Now, it's not specifically about relational transition, but if you'd like more wise counsel on navigating the decade of your 20s, check out the show notes for a previous episode with Paul Tokunaga. Paul has spent many years studying and developing a framework for maximizing each decade, and he stopped by a while back to offer some insight on the 20s in particular. Then be sure to come back next week as we wrap up this series on relational transition from one last perspective, marriage. What if you're planning to get married after you graduate. I got to have a great conversation with two alumni who recently graduated and who are still navigating their first year of marriage together. I loved getting to hear their stories and their insights on how their relationship has transitioned over these months, and I'm excited for you to get to learn from them as well. Thanks for tuning in, and I will see you in the after, alumni. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today, alumni. If there was anything that you learned, really enjoyed, or that encouraged you from today's episode, would you send us a DM or tag us in a story? We'd love to hear about it. You can find us at After4Pod on Instagram and Facebook. And if you haven't already, take just a second to unlock your phone and subscribe to the podcast. If your platform lets you, leave us a rating and a review. And if you like what we're doing here, share us with your InterVarsity or other post-graduation friends. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you in the after, alumni.